What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and we're moving forward today with Denise Mills, a self-described reform chartered accountant, or former bean counter as she likes to describe it, who has made the transition to fully self-employed writer. Denise's work has been featured in the Huffington Post, both in the U.S. and Australia editions, and she is joining us today all the way from New South Wales, Australia. Hello, Denise. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Uh, And it is a pleasure to have you on the show. And I'm really excited for you to share your story with our listeners. So I only touched a little bit on the intro. And I was wondering if you could share a little more of your journey and your background with our listeners. Yeah, sure. So I'd probably start way back when I was about almost 16. So I left time to work at Macca's of all places. So I don't know if you call it Macca's there, McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just didn't have much confidence in myself. I never thought I could be smart enough for university or anything like that. And yeah, so just focused on making enough money to pay the bills. Eventually became waitress and then worked my way up to, well, what I felt like was working my way up into retail. And then one day I thought, you know, I can. I did actually did quite well at school, so I don't know why I thought that I'd never be able to achieve a career. But um, yeah, one day I thought, no, I want more for myself. So I went to what we call here TAFE. So you guys, I'm pretty sure, call that community college. Mm-hmm. And I did an accounting course. I just sort of felt like I was, you know, I was good at maths at school, so I thought that would be a good course to do. And I did really well at it. So then I went on to university. So I went in as a mature aged student. So I was, you know, considered a bit of an oldie there. And um, yeah, so from then on, I ended up, I studied accounting and economics and ended up working as a, as a tax accountant. And I absolutely hated it. Mm. Um, Yeah. So, but then, you know, you've invested all this time and also your, your ego sort of gets involved as well. You know, you've got quite an impressive career and you notice that people treat you differently from, you know, saying that you're a waitress or right. um, working at McDonald's between, you know, when you're working at, at uh, in an accounting firm. So I sort of wanted to stick to it. I also had, you know, a debt from all the studying. Um, yeah, so I just sort of I stuck to it for a good 10 years before, you know, I was just so unhappy in the in the job that I realized that I couldn't I couldn't keep on going anymore so yeah so I had a pretty bad turning point where um, I had a health scare and I sort of the results came back negative and um, I was I realized that I was a little bit disappointed that they came back negative and then yeah so that was where I decided okay you've just got to stop worrying about money or status or debt or and you've just got to make a change because anything's got to be better than that you know you're obviously going against who you really are if if you feel that unhappy in your career so I just did some part-time teaching so it was still related to accounting in a way so I was teaching of an evening some legal units and because I did some legal electives at at uni and uh, that evolved into being offered work as a teacher 
And uh, teaching wasn't really my calling, but it was a great stepping stone because, you know, it's, it's just a matter of making a change into something that you're interested in. And I was always interested in, in teaching. So, um, you know, it was a really, a really enjoyable experience and it got my sort of mind clear again and I felt free to do what I loved, which was um, it's always been writing. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I started writing for fun and uh, one thing led to another and eventually the teaching, I cut that back and um, ended, ended up transitioning just into, into writing for a living. Oh, that's great. And Denise, tell our listeners a little bit about um, what you do now as a writer. Yeah, so what I do now is I just write mainly for businesses, so um, taking care of their online content, so their, their business blogs. Um, I also help with ebooks, um, and I do some travel writing um, as well for for travel magazines and that sort of thing. So yeah, that's great. And I mean, did you ever imagine? I mean, when you were sixteen years old and you were working at McDonald's, that mm-hmm. one day you would be writing and that you'd be making a living out of it and getting paid for it. No, see, I I never thought that you could actually be happy in in a job. So I would have never imagined that I'd be able to get paid to to write, which is something, you know, I'd like like to do even without getting paid. So, yeah, I never imagined that it was possible. I just thought you were supposed to sort of work and and be miserable in whatever Oh my so, goodness! How did yeah. you, how did you last ten years? I mean, I I went through a very similar experience where I, I studied, I became a lawyer, and uh, you know, lots of time, lots of energy, lots of investment, and practicing law was not a career that I, I enjoyed. But I I didn't you know I didn't stay in that career uh, as long as you did as a tax accountant. I mean, ten years. I mean, what what was that like? I mean, what kind of got you through the days? Um, doing something that you really didn't enjoy. Yeah. Well, I didn't really get through the days because I actually, it, it made me quite quite depressed. So mm. it, just, it just wasn't the world for me. You, you know, uh, I remember a story where there was a stage where I just was so drained by work, you know, because as an accountant, it might be the same with a lawyer. You sort of, you have to, um, record every six minutes of your time right. and you worry about your productivity and your write-offs and, and you really just feel like a robot. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, it just sort of shut down the rest of my brain and I remember driving up to a red light at um, a pedestrian crossing and all the people were walking through and I thought, why are they walking? The light's red. And, um, you know, so I thought, no, you know, bugger this. And so I slowly sort of drove my car through this, you know, there was probably about 20 people walking through and um, I didn't hurt anyone. I was just trying to prove a point that they shouldn't have been crossing. And um, then I realised that it was red for me and it, the light was red for me, not for them. Mm. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, you, you know, you are totally not thinking clearly, you know. Um, so, yeah, so I didn't really get through. I sort of – I wasn't – functioning well outside of work but I guess one thing I did was I kept changing jobs so every two years I'd think okay maybe if I maybe if I go to a different accounting firm it would be better yeah. and um, 
they're all the same, yeah. you know. It's kind of the band-aid, right? You know, the lore of a new job. And, and I, I've talked about this on the podcast before that if you're not in a career or calling that you're passionate about getting a new job, I mean, that new car smell of a new job will wear off very quickly and it'll pretty much just become the same. It's, it's just, it's a cycle, right? And um, if you're not really getting up in the morning excited about what you're doing, it's uh, no matter how many times you change the job, it's not going to make it any better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it temporarily makes you think that it's a little bit better. But yeah, as you said, it, it sort of rubs off pretty quick. Well, so. Denise, share with our listeners, since you are doing such amazing work now, what was that process like? Were you writing throughout your time as a tax accountant? Were you uh, taking time to do that? No, no, I was way too drained and miserable hmm. um, to, to think about anything like that. I was just focused on getting through the day. And, you know, you shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't be focusing on, you know, I just have to make it through another day. You should be happy about, you know, being alive. So at least most of the time. Yeah, so I certainly didn't do writing because I wasn't in the right frame of mind. Well, talk about that because I think that's really an important point that you've hit on, the right frame of mind. You were in the mindset, and so many of us were. I was in this mindset too, this idea that what I have to do for a living is is uh, inversely proportional to my level of happiness. But then you had this shift. You became a teacher. You were able to change completely and then the environment that you were in. And then at that time, it sounds like you were able to pivot more towards the writing. Talk a little bit about that. Was that something – because you mentioned you had loved writing for a long time. But yet, obviously, there was a big period of time where you weren't doing it. How did you, how did you get back into it? Um, I just got back into it because, yeah, I just initially did it just purely for enjoyment. So I started just writing – whatever popped into my head and submitted it to online magazines like um, Elephant Journal and, mm-hmm. you know, I submitted, I became a contributor at Huffington Post and all that sort of thing and that was all just for enjoyment. But while I was teaching, I just wasn't carrying around this, this great burden of, of, you know, having to wake up to live a life that wasn't me. Yeah. And so that's the thing that I remember that I think is important that you don't have to know um, exactly where you're going. Um, when I quit accounting to work as a teacher, I knew that teaching was going to be a stepping stone, but I didn't know, uh, and I knew I was interested in teaching, but I didn't know what I wanted for the long term. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life, but I knew it wasn't accounting. And teaching was just an opportunity that came up. And I think that's really important because everyone stays stuck in the same career because they can't see the big picture. Yes. Um, but you don't have to see the big picture. And I think, you know, you recently had a podcast with um, Kate Erickson who's mm-hmm. who had a similar sort of thing where, you know, you just let go of the big picture and go, you know, one day at a time and, and just follow your interests and see where it takes you. And usually it takes you – Um, exactly where you wanted to go, even if you didn't know what that was. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so important for moving forward listeners that sometimes it's really hard to break out of those patterns. I mean, all you can see is the tunnel vision of just getting through another day. 
And a lot of us get stuck trying to think, well, I'm not happy here, but I can't think of what I would do next. And Denise, I think you raised a really important point that sometimes you don't have to know immediately, but you make the right moves. You start with a stepping stone. And and for you, it was teaching. Uh, It was doing something that maybe you didn't necessarily see yourself doing for the long term, but it was an opportunity for you to break away from the old pattern so that you could free up the the creativity and the space so that you could explore, okay, what do I really want to do next? Yeah, yeah. So every, every time you move just in some direction, different opportunities come up. I think the worst thing you can do is just stay stagnant. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Denise, that leads perfectly into my next question. So as someone who is now doing what she absolutely loves, how do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? Yeah, well, I've, I think I've switched my mindset completely around. So I just wake up really happy yeah. to to be alive. So, you know, I wake up at 5.30 without an alarm clock. You know, I used to be amazing? drowsy. I mean, you know, I bet during your tax accounting days, it was probably a struggle to get up in the morning like it was for me when I was practicing law. But when you love what you do, getting up is is almost effortless. Yeah, that's right. So I'd, you know, in the accounting days, I'd wake up at seven or something, but it would be a struggle to get out of bed. And I think you, because you spend so much time on your career, you know, it's the main chunk of your day. It really, it really flows onto everything, like your sleep and and your eating. You know, I wasn't eating as well then as what I am now, which probably affected my um, how I woke up as well. So it, you know, it really affects the whole big picture. But um, yeah, so now. I just wake up at 5.30, usually. Sometimes I'll sleep until 6.30, but um, I'll wake up at 5.30 and, and just I'll write for an hour and then I'll um, meditate for about half an hour just to sort of clear my head and to remember what's important. Really um, important you know, yeah. Sometimes you can have a lot of things on your to-do list and you can feel really overwhelmed, but I think, and I used to hate meditation. I used to think it was just, Sitting still was the most stupid thing that you could possibly do. <laughs> what, what got you into meditation, Denise? And and for moving forward listeners who may not be used to it, who may be thinking, oh, this is really silly, I, I just, I'm not the type to meditate, sort of what advice would you have for that, for that listener? Yeah, I'd say don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like when I started meditating, as I said, I just hated it. I, I don't think there's anything I could have hated more. Because I didn't want to sit still. I wanted to be doing something and I just thought this is wasting my time. And also I put a lot of pressure on myself because I thought you have to clear your head. And I thought, well, I can't do that. You know, I've got a million thoughts. And it was frustrating because nobody wants to do something that they can't do well. And uh, meditation was one of those things that I couldn't do well. And I'm naturally a perfectionist. And, um, yeah, the, the way that I started enjoying it was I just gave up wanting to be good at it Um, I just sort of thought I just like to sit to remember what's important and if if my mind doesn't become clear and if I'm thinking you know so be it who cares event yeah if if my thoughts run way off track I'll I'll bring myself back but you know I just think you've got to go easy on yourself we're just so so hard on ourselves expecting to do everything well Yeah. And moving forward, listeners, I think that's great advice. For those of you who are maybe thinking, I kind of want to try this, but I'm not sure I'd be good at it. You heard it from Denise. You don't have to be good at it to start at it. And in fact, just start. And, you know, with like with anything, we 
sometimes hold ourselves back because of perfection syndrome. I know I've had that a lot of my careers. Denise, I think it's it sort of uh, comes with the the professions that we were in. <laughs> you know, being a yeah. tax accountant, being a lawyer. There's a lot of that uh, perfection hang up that prevents us from trying something like meditation. And I think what you've shared with moving forward listeners, I think that's really good advice. Yeah. yeah. So, Denise, as you know, part of the entrepreneurial or career journey is facing setbacks and failures. And I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a time where you faced a setback. I know you talked a lot about being uh, in a career that you didn't love for 10 years, but in the transition period, were there any setbacks that you want to share with our listeners, times that were difficult? And in particular, lessons you learn about when it's the right time to pivot, shift course, or change your mindset. Yeah, so I'm probably an expert at failure, and it's um, something that I'm really passionate about. Um, I don't understand why we look at it so negatively. I think, you know, it's so important to just get out and try things. And if if they don't work, it doesn't make you less. I think it makes you more. yeah, so every every time you you do something, regardless of whether it works out, you you become more in a way. So, you know, there's a couple of things I missed in my career story at the beginning that um, that I'd put in the failure basket. So, one of the things that I did while I was teaching was I started an online magazine. So I was really passionate about um, connection and authenticity, which is you know, it's still what I'm passionate about. I just, I think that's what makes our lives so important. You know, it's pretty obvious from what you do that, that you see things that way as well. But yeah, so I, so I created this online magazine and it looked really cool and I was gathering momentum with it. You know, I was getting more and more followers. Um, it was doing quite well. And I just thought I can't keep going with it because it was all about connection and authenticity. And yet, I found it totally isolating mm. because I was passionate about it, but I couldn't find anyone else. That, it was my project and, you know, I couldn't really find anyone to work on it with me who was equally as passionate because it wasn't, it was a non-for-profit thing. Um, you know, fair enough, people want to invest their time into something that they'll get paid for, you know, and that's fine. It was a great experience. It was something that I did. It was something that I had some success in ultimately according to society's definition it failed but um you know I think if ever I did that again I'd make sure I had it set up differently and I'd you know I'd establish a team I just don't think you can have something that's all about authenticity and connection when you're feeling completely ostracized um (laughs) in doing it so you know it's a it's a learning thing and it's great and it's something I could do again and I'd do differently so I just think failure is just such such a ridiculous concept, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I like, I like what you shared because, and for moving forward listeners, I mean, this is something that we really want emphasize on this show is that don't hide from trying something just because of the possibility of failure. You're better off trying something and not having it, quote unquote, succeed. But the takeaways that you got from that, Denise, it sounds like that has really benefited you in terms of what you're doing today, the experience of launching an online magazine, the writing, and obviously your passion for connection. Yeah, exactly. It's it's all beneficial, you know. I don't think there's anything that we could ever try out of self-interest that could be a bad decision, even regardless of whether it fails. It's, it's never a bad decision if it was something that you were that you were interested in. 
you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and, and if you look at it in the aggregate, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you were a success as a tax accountant. You were in that business, that industry, that career for 10 years, but you were absolutely miserable. And so, you know, by society's definition, you were, you know, labeled a success as a tax accountant, but you weren't happy. It wasn't fulfilling you. Yeah, yeah. I've never really thought of it like that, but you're right. So it's just, it shows how ridiculous um, worrying about society's perception of what success and failure is. You know, it's so much more important to worry about your own definition, which is, you know, are you happy? Are you, I mean, I guess we don't have to be happy every day, but are you glad to be alive? Yes. Um, you know, that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Denise, are you ready for the knowledge burst session? Yes. Yeah. This is where sure. our guests share three resources and tips that our listeners can start using to move forward. So I'm excited to ask you, as someone who is passionate about writing and connection, I was wondering if you could share with our listeners, has there been a particular resource that has inspired you? And by resource, it could be a, a movie, book, song, and I also add to this cultural experience that inspired you to move forward. Yes, um, probably a, I would say um, a book. It's an Australian book. It's called A Fortunate Life by Albert Facey. Um, and it's a pretty simple story, but I remember, and it didn't contain any advice. Like it didn't tell me, you know, this is how I changed my life or anything. But it was just a great story of this Australian man who had so many challenges. You know, he was sold off when he was nine to, oh, wow. to go work and all this ridiculous stuff that just doesn't happen anymore. But, you know, overall he had a perspective that he'd had a fortunate life, which was the name of the book. And it just made me think, you know, wow, you've got to really focus on your mindset. So, And it's all connected, you know, business and, and mindset and all that sort of thing. You can't, you can't pull it all apart at all. Everything connects with everything. So... So that was um, something that a book that had a big impact on my life. Oh, great share. Denise, share a daily practice or habit that you have for prioritizing and managing your time. Yeah, so I, I've really simplified. I used to focus so much on um, trying to have the right timetable and the right processes and all that sort of thing. And, and now my daily practice is just to meditate and then uh, write down a few things I'm going to do that day. So it's really simple. You know, it's as simple as you can possibly get. And if I don't get it all done, you know, it's not the end of the world sort of now, thing. Now, when you say write down, do you do you mean physically write down with pen and paper? Yeah, yeah. I use old-fashioned pen and paper. Yeah. So I just, I'll have on one half of the page everything I need to do. And on the other half, I'll write what I'm doing today and what can wait. So oh, That's great. I actually like that. That's a great organizational hack as well. Yeah, and Denise, share, if you will, with our listeners, a favorite app, website, or productivity practice that was a game changer for you. Yeah, so I'm probably the least technical person in the world, but the one um, thing that I found really helpful in it, and again, it's really simple, is just using utilizing email rules. Uh, so instead yeah. of having, yeah, so instead of having like a million, oh well, maybe a thousand emails in my um, inbox I have them automatically directed to folders for friends for clients and for interests so the interest folder will have things like um, you know following your your newsletter for example and all that sort of thing and then you know the, the friends folder 
is good because I'm not constantly interrupted by um, emails from from people who like to, you know, friends who like to keep in touch. You can compartmentalise that until the time's appropriate because you've got to sort of check in each folder. So I just think it makes you feel so organised without having all these different things coming at you all at once. Um, you know, it's it's so simple, but I really think it makes a huge difference. That's a great one. I, I, I think I need to do more of that. So thank you so much for sharing that. And all of those knowledge bursts are absolutely outstanding. Thank you so much, Denise. No worries. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Denise, we have listeners from many different backgrounds, many different parts of the world, and we have some who are maybe stuck in the same career path that you were in, that I was in. And they're not happy. I mean, they're just trying to get through the day or they're not really truly excited about what it is they're doing. And they're listening to this. They're listening to you and they are searching for something. They know that there's other options out there, but they can't see what's ahead of them. They can't see what else they would do. What is one thing, if you had to say, pick one thing that a moving forward listener could start doing to start getting them in the right mindset. We're pushing them, we're encouraging them in the right direction. What would that be? It would probably be to stop searching. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're stressing out and they're, they're searching for something. Stop searching, you know, even if you just do something while you're still working, find, you know, a hobby, join a group, something that you're interested in and just trust that it will lead to something else and stop thinking that you have to have it all figured out. I mean, there's just so many examples that show us that you don't have to have it all figured out. And, you know, it's a mindset as well. So I sort of believe that the universe conspires to help you become your best self. Yes. And, yeah, so I sort of think if you choose to have that sort of attitude, then that's how it sort of changes the way that you see things. And, you know, you might see opportunities that you might have missed before and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, so the, the main thing, though, is just to stop, to stop searching and just do something even if it's small even if you think it might lead nowhere i love it and moving forward listeners i mean denise's story has exemplified this and i think it's such a great great takeaway stop chasing stop searching stop putting so much pressure on yourself and i love it it starts with as denise was sharing if you want to start meditating you don't have to be good at it to start at it just start doing something carve out the time make the time pursue a hobby pursue an interest even if it's a stepping stone or even if you have no idea how this could lead to a pivot or a a change in your career you never know what doors that are going to open and that's how we move forward so thank you so much for that denise no worries thank you and what is next for you um, well, just I'm keeping on writing. So I'm in the middle of a book, which is it's currently in the editing process, um, and that's all about heartbreak, which, oh, wow. yeah, so I guess that's another um, example of what we label as failure. So the angle that I'm going down with the book is how you can actually utilise heartbreak to have a better life. Mm. 
which is not something people think about really with with negative experiences to go, you know, I can actually take something positive. And it doesn't make it not painful, but, you know, these experiences can propel us into a better way of, of living if we want them to. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's what that's all about. Wow, that must be quite a book. I mean, what was the writing experience like? Uh, sometimes it was... It's daunting, you know, because I put so much of myself in there and there's a lot of research in there. But, you know, I tell a lot of my own personal stories and you sort of think, oh, my gosh, I hope no one ever reads it. (laughs) And yet you're putting it all there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's pretty – it's an experience sort of really tapping into all that. But I feel like I sort of have been able to – personally utilize heartbreak to my advantage and it's mm-hmm. just something i really enjoyed writing about so why not so yeah, just, especially if it could benefit so many people yeah that's right yeah and denise how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all about the great work that you're doing um but they could go to my website which is denisemills.biz and um there's links on there to you know, all the social media sites and everything and email. Awesome. Awesome. We'll have all of that posted on our website. Denise, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today to share your story, your journey, and your knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Well, thank you very much. It's been great. Absolutely. Moving forward, listeners, this is the last episode before we hit 2017, and I couldn't think of a better way to wrap up 2016 than by having Denise Mills come on and share her incredible story. I mean, just a couple of takeaways. Number one, I love how she has embraced being, as she calls it, the expert at failure. This is what has allowed her to really get out of her comfort zone, to get out of the rut. And think about it, 10-year rut in corporate life, working as a chartered accountant. I mean, that is a very, very heavy, very serious profession. And it's not one that you just go into very lightly. And if you don't enjoy it, every day can be a grind. So for her to be able to persevere and pivot is really extraordinary and a real inspiration. As you learned from Denise's story, she went through a couple of major pivots and is now a writer doing absolutely what she loves every single day. And the big takeaway is don't be afraid to start doing something. Just try it. And you've heard this from our other guests over the last couple of weeks. I think Denise really, really encapsulates it on this episode. You don't have to be perfect. Get rid of that perfection syndrome. I mean, if there's one thing I want you to take away from this year is to get over that perfection syndrome and allow yourself to start doing things. Try something new. Even if you fall flat on your face, even if it turns out to be a disaster, you can recover. You can pivot. You can move forward. You can learn from that experience. That's how you're going to grow. You do not grow by playing it safe, by staying with the same thing if it doesn't make you happy. And moving forward, listeners, I am so excited for 2017. We've got some extraordinary guests coming on to the show. I am so grateful as I look back on this year for all of the guests that we've had on Moving Forward. And I hope you are getting inspired to move forward in your life, in your business, in your career. To learn more about Denise, her great work, and all of our extraordinary guests, check us out 
at bemovingforward.com. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And Happy New Year, Moving Forward listeners. I hope you have a great, great New Year's Eve and that you kick off 2017 with the right mindset and that you start making changes and start moving forward. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. And remember, always be moving forward. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.